Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If I were to tell you religion scares me, What's your response to that? Because I'm not... God's over- judging you right now as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone judges um, everyone. Religion should scare you because I'm, I'm not... I don't even believe in religion. Religion is a construct of right. things that you have to do. I believe in a relationship with God. We're rolling 100%. 1,000% we're rolling. Brad saw my penis just now. Three. And I've, I've waited to talk about it until just now. <laughs> I was in the bathroom, and I heard Brad's footsteps. I knew someone was coming, and it, it was my fault. The door was slightly open, and he walked in, and there's a mirror, and we just made direct eye contact. Oh. But then he jumped because he was scared that I was already planning on looking at him. <laughs> he was scared. Brad, can we get past this? It was a premeditated flashing. Right. Wait, right. hold on. Where where was this? Where it was in this? the bathroom just now. Five, t- 20 seconds ago. You, and you were, you were peeing. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Damn, what's it, what's, it, what's it feel like? I've been in that place numerous times. It's uncomfortable, yeah? He was ready for him. You like, and that's what I was saying. I was so ready for him. I was direct did he set, I mean, did he set it up? <laughs> hey, guys. Welcome back to Impulsive, the number one podcast in the world. It's a fact. That's what we are, the number one podcast in the world. Hit that subscribe button if you're not subscribed. We've got a lot of big things going on today. I'm going on a bike ride with four members of the Maverick Club. Woo. Maverick Club changed my life. It's a, cool, uh, it's a cool way to interact with you guys on a much deeper level, much more intimate uh, space. And along with many of the member bonuses we have, today we're doing a, a little bike ride in Santa Monica. A little Santa Monica cruise overlooking the pier, all renting bikes. Hopefully no one gets hurt. Uh, do we have waivers in case someone does? <laughs> Okay, okay. When's the last time you were you, you rode a bike? You rode the tandem bike off the ramp. I, I went on a bike ride with my mom the other day. It, on, on, the tandem, bike? on the tandem. Okay. And Josie did. What about the electric bikes? What about the electric bike? That we did yesterday? Yeah. I, I ride bikes. I, I more so do rollerblades along the, the pier yeah, in Santa Monica. It seems like it would be something more cut, it's, fit, fitting for it's, you. Yeah, it's cool. But yeah, dude, uh, that should be fun. That should be interesting. I'm excited to meet you guys later today. Hopefully it goes well. Hopefully we get along. Uh, I should also mention that uh, we're doing a season two break, so we will not be podcasting next week. The Maverick House <laughs> no. is completely dispersed. Everyone's separated. You're going to hang out with uh, my girlfriend for a couple of days, believe oh, it or not. For, yeah. Oh, for wow. 4th of July? Yeah. Wow, that's cool. Just hanging and, and, out. And you're, and I'm going home to see the family. Oh. In Ohio? Yeah. Mm. It's a nice place, man. I don't Summertime know. in Ohio? <laughs> you ever been? I've, so I've been there before. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> it is. It's just a little too humid for me. That's why I like LA so much. It's real humid, man. It's dry. It's dry here. So dry. Yeah, season two break though. Crazy. So so it feels know. a little. It feels a little weird because it's on episode one ninety eight and it episode two hundred. You know we have to come swinging. Like, I with, know. A, with a major guest. Everybody's I, waiting for that. For that. You know, locked in, loaded KSI episode. And I, I hate to be the one to just <laughs> blatantly say it's not fucking happening, bro. Everyone. Everyone what? in the comments is. He just. He just won't be here. He won't be in the. Yeah, he's not going to be in L.A. How can we say like, hey, I know there's a global pandemic going on. Everyone's inside, locked down in your country. Come here, KSI. Come to here, come to here to the house. He's not going to buy it. Of your sworn mortal mm. enemy. Just show, show up. <laughs> show up. Pull please. up. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, season two break. We love you guys, but not not that much that we'll be here next week. 
<laughs> but we're gonna come back swinging. We're gonna come back on fire. Yeah, for sure. yeah, in a big way. We'll get yeah. a, we'll get a big guess. One person that's uh, not coming back anytime soon. Ooh, Shane Dawson, Mr. Dawson, wow. dude, Triple Demon. We're calling yeah, it Triple Demon. The Triple D, Triple Demon. I gotta tell Max something wow. right now. Uh oh. Oh, he it, does this a lot. Did you know what it was? Yeah. Oh, you saw it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, all three <laughs> YouTube channels demonetized. Like, absolutely uh, shut down. I, I we didn't saw, know you had more than one. I, I didn't either. But we saw this happen with you as well. It seems to be YouTube's default for uh, for when somebody acts, acts a foo. And, uh, yeah, they shut his ass down. Sponsors are pulling out. His makeup has been pulled off the website. Now, obviously, this video wow. will be out on Thursday, so we may have even more stuff coming from there but from uh, between now and then. But... Wow, dude. What do you uh, think is the final uh, straw for YouTube to decide to pull that their demonetization trigger? Was it was it uh, Jada Pinkett Smith? Because that was mine, by the way. Yeah. Not not only Jada Pinkett Smith, like that's a mother. Yeah. That's like Mama Bear yeah. coming out. And so I'm, I don't know. I'm I'm just wondering if she had any weight in in uh, this giant corporate company making a decision like this. Well, it continues to bring up that question of uh, of of transparency at YouTube. It's it, it, uh, a lot of times with demonetization, with why videos are monetized in the first place, with who gets served up in the feed, it's all conjecture. There's really no guide out there that that explains why YouTube does exactly what it does. They obviously have their community guidelines, but there's day after day, it's just more and more questions. Why was this the reason why Shane's why was the YouTube, rat the re- you know what I'm saying? Like why YouTube why this it, thing and not that thing? They have to shift with the culture. Culture, yeah. Because their advertisers pay their bills. And it's a mm. it's a multi billion dollar company. Oh yeah. You, what was it? Adpocalypse? Was Adpo- it? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, like, unfortunately, mm-hmm. you're you're a slave to the advertiser. If uh, you have a bad actor, i.e., Shane Dawson, or or even someone who was a bad actor, like they got to make a move. It feels so weird calling him a bad. He's such a unassuming and sweet man. Dude, I know, but just his, loves, his past is just haunting him. It's just that bestiality will get you, dude. It'll get all the and, time and the pet and the pet. Like both of those things are just tricky, bro. They're hard to work. One's, one's tricky. Hard to work around. Yeah. Well, all right. Maybe our guests can actually uh, talk a little bit about this with us today because I think so. talking about sins and, and becoming a better person and evolving. Ladies and gentlemen, we get, we do have a guest today. Don't forget, Paul. This is a guest based podcast. First guest on on set. Yeah. In how long? Five six months. Oh, yeah, unless you consider Pam. 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 She was she was here and you were struggling for an episode. <laughs> She's your mom. <laughs> She's your mom. First real guest, guys. I want to introduce him. He is a published author and one of the most prominent American pastors who co-founded Hillsong Church in 2010. He baptized Justin Bieber and officiated his wedding. Here to talk religion, God, and hopefully wash away all of my sins. It's Carl Lentz. All right. He's coming. I promise. There he is. What's up, bro? What's up? (laughs) What up? The best looking pastor I've I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, dude. Like the bro of bros. Pastor bro. We're friends for life. I guess so. If you start a combo like that, we're... (laughs) We're friends for life. No, I saw I saw you yesterday. We were at our uh, friend Chase's warehouse. Yep. And uh, obviously, yeah, I, I had I had I, I sat. I was like, yo, you look familiar, and because I had seen your stuff before. And uh, yeah, man, you by far the most uh, down to earth, amicable, uh, religious person I've met. Oh, man. And I'm I'm wondering if that's if that contributes to your greatness and and who you are and the stuff you do. Well, firstly. Thank you for having me. Mm. This is uh, this is really cool. It's cool to see uh, what hard work can do. You know, just yep. talking to my son not too long ago, who's like, "Dad, I'm gonna I'm gonna be a YouTuber." It was like a year ago, oh, no. before I was really kind of hip to the million dollar game. Yep. And then I found out you could actually 
make a real <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting here on, you know, a YouTube empire. But uh, after I did some research, I told my son, I'm like, okay. Yeah, let's, nice. get, let's get you a better chair. We love that. Let's get you some, some, some better you know, earphones. Oh, because he's doing commentary? Like he's sitting he down? Just, he does it all. He does the Twitch stream. Good he does him. a Fortnite. But anyway, um, yeah, this is really cool to see. So thank you for having me. Of course. Um, but yeah, we, we are pretty simple, easy people. I actually didn't marry Justin. One of my best friends, Judah Smith, did. I saw, okay. I saw, I saw that, but then I also saw a headline that said, like, what, he did it in private or something. Was there something? It was a pretty low-key wedding. Okay. But, you know, Judah has been his pastor for forever, and uh, he and I are really good friends, though. So I, I was there, but I didn't, I didn't marry him. Well, Google lied to me, man. I'm going to be honest. Like, <laughs> you, know, you can no, only yeah. get so much information. If the lie is good, I roll with it. <laughs> um, I just, no, but I, I think, yeah, our, our church is, just, is about, you know, just being yourself and trying to get better. And I think sometimes people think preachers are, uh, well, they make themselves um, out to be something more than they are. And mm-hmm. our church is kind of built on everybody being themselves, including the preachers. So hopefully, mm-hmm. um, you know, I wouldn't be some weird alien that wasn't able to. You know, be in the same space with with you know awesome guys like you, Kevin Durant as well. Did you, you baptize Kevin Durant? Yeah, because that one was actually you, right? Yeah, okay. yeah, that that really happened. How does how does uh, first first and foremost, I want to say we are we are not theological or religious experts on this show. Mac Mac probably is the most learned or studied out of the three of us on it because he Most does likely. he does his, his beard gives him extra <laughs> extra, <laughs> extra wisdom but but i did but i did dial in a, a, a few thoughts and questions as i as i came onto the show and the first one is kind of how does um how does your approach differ from uh the strictness that people generally believe religion to uh encompass or 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 hold and 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 being one of the things that actually as i'm sure you've seen in our current climate scares people away from the idea of theology or revelation or religion yeah uh it's a great question i think most of the time religion like people especially in new york we've dealt with the whole generation of people that have run from church just because it's been scary it's been weird it's been like rules and when you Meet Jesus, we believe. It's not a you have to. It's a you get to. So rules are what you need if you don't really want to be involved with something. But if you have a relationship with God, I think that it's it should be freeing. It should lift your head, not put it down. It should add less weight to your life because Jesus said, I'm going to take the weight off of you. So our church is less about telling you what to do and trying to teach you how to think. And you got to come to these conclusions on your own. But normally you come into church, it's like 10 things you can't do. Can't drink, mm. can't smoke, mm-hmm. can't have sex, can't talk, to, like literally can't live. That's what it feels like. Right. And we'd rather, you know, kind of reverse that and get people to to know Jesus first. And then from there you start realizing, cool, it's not that I can't do that. It's I don't want to do that. Uh, Big what, difference. What are the what are the hard set rules that you that do exist in now now your your church, Hillsong, is a uh Version of the <laughs> Pentecostal. I was, was going to ask, what's your what's your actual denomination? It's non-denominational. Okay. Okay, but it but it does take some uh, inspiration yeah. from the Australian. Oh yeah. Pentecostal. Is that what it is? Well, in Australia, the dom- denominations are different. Okay. Um, but it would be a a non-denominational charismatic church is okay. how you describe it. So we we have like we dance with snakes once a month. We I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, I was I was waiting. Yeah. I was going to ask. I was, I was about to like, sign up. Hey, I was, okay. I'm into that. Uh, no, we we uh, you know we. We are a church that just believes that the denomination aspect of things, it's less important than, than who we're talking about. So 
Um, yeah, what was your original question? I was just going to ask, like, what the are the hard set rules? Just because I, as as someone who uh, has found a personal connection to Jesus, in especially in my recovery, and what I, a, and what I was a story a, you have, by the way. Yeah, thank you. My yeah, gosh, it's wild, wild, amazing. Um, but uh, and everybody knows it, so I'm not going to even touch on it. But <laughs> but obviously, uh, I, I I was born a, a Methodist, and I was you know believe in Christ my whole life, but I formed a more personal connection myself, yeah. and um, I don't. Uh, regularly attend church. I'd like to work on that. And I don't, I don't utilize a, a pastor to create that connection, but I have a personal conversation with Jesus Christ every single day of my life. Mm. And so I'm curious just, f- f- you know, to hear from you what the hard set rules are that exist. There has to be some, like, is yeah. it be good to one another? Is it right. like, what is the well, core belief like of that the, system? The core tenets of our faith, it's to love people, mm-hmm. love people more than yourself. Um, put people first, be kind, um, be more thoughtful, than you've ever been before. I think when you talk about rules, like Jesus said really clearly, if you want to do what I tell you to do, he took the 10 commandments, he made them two, love me and love your neighbor. Made it really simple. So all the rules and all the stuff that we put on religion, that's what that's what people have done. But Jesus was the opposite of that. He said, if you really want to know what religion is, it's caring for the widows, helping out the orphans. And he was talking to religious people when he said that. So our, our thing is when you start defining your life, that's because you know Jesus and you start to understand what the Bible is really about. And uh, we win sometimes because people have had so many bad experiences with church and religion. So they mm. step into our church like, oh, this is the greatest thing ever. And we're like, sorry, you feel like that because it's not. <laughs> but it's like if you got food poisoning at five restaurants, you'd be real hesitant to go to the sixth. Yeah. But if you just survived that sixth outing, you'd be like, that's the greatest restaurant in the yeah. world. Mm. That's kind of what we're dealing with. So you're the cracker barrel. of the <laughs> If that, we're the Applebee's, like maybe. You know, we're, we are the 7-Eleven deli. Wait, why do you say that though? What? But, well, why do I say what? Like, why, why is it? What, why, yeah. uh, why lower the esteem of your church? Well, it's not that I'm lowering it. I think I'm just trying to put it. I, I love our church. It, it's, it's just, sometimes we want to make things spectacular that aren't. And if you came to our church, you guys would be like, this is cool. But it's not like this thing that's spectacular because God uses regular people. But is this you being incredibly humble? No, no. I think this is just me being real. I mean, we work hard and we have a good, you know, thing that we produced when it comes to a service. But um, the real story of a church are are the people that make it up from Monday to Saturday. That's the stuff that like our church gets media coverage because there's famous people. That's it. It's just because. In some media circles, they just cannot believe that people who are famous also want to make sure their soul is intact. So right. we have like 99% of our church are not, you know, these wildly famous people. But because we have some, they're just like, this is a celebrity church. And this is it. so, and it's like, you know, it is what it is. Well, whatever you want to, you know, talk about to get us in the room, we'll do it. How, Once we get there, we'll, we'll do what we want. How and why did it become that? Like, why do you think the celebrities are drawn to come to your church? I don't think it's that they're drawn. I think, number one, it's proximity. So New York, <laughs> you started he's, a church like, where the celebrities are. He's like, yo, so it's convenient. Like, yeah, they don't really have anywhere else but, to but, so, if you, so if y'all came to our church, um, the first thing you know we would talk about is sharing your faith. Okay. So I'd say, Logan, you know, if you if you find somebody today, um, encourage them and, and and tell them about who you are and what you do. Mm-hmm. So you would naturally bring thirty people. We would say that to someone who's not famous. We'd say that to the Brooklyn school teacher who would we'd say, hey, share your faith, be a light in your world. And so naturally you should be bringing whoever is in your world. So if we have celebrities, we're not going to change what we believe for them. Yeah, if you're yeah. a celebrity, you still have a duty to be able to share your faith and to help people. So that's, that's all it is. It's, it's literally that simple. But I will say that we do um, not make your fame a big deal. 
Yeah, so you, got, you guys you, are cool. You act like you've been here before, is what yeah, you're saying. And yeah, and we're also not not too cool to be a fan. Like, I hate that when people are around famous people and they're like, I've never heard of you. And it's like, you definitely have a T-shirt. You do. Um, but we're, we're I, I, if, you're, if you're a cop, we'll honor that you're a cop. Absolutely. But then you sit down and, and you enjoy this this church family like everybody else. If you're famous, cool. If you're uh, anonymous and you're homeless, you know, we want to treat you with the same amount of dignity. And that's the, that's the spirit of our of our church. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What What do you say to the people that will say celebrities go to uh, Hillsong um, because they're lazy in their religion? What do you say to people that have practiced strict Catholicism for so long that they look at, you know, what you guys preach, which which obviously I love and say, this this is not enough. This doesn't get you a ticket to heaven. You're not doing what needs to be done well, to... Well, that's why they kill Jesus. Mm-hmm. It's like, just because something's harder doesn't make it better. Like, it's, it's okay to do something smarter. So the, the reason why people freaked out with Jesus is because he was saying, all those rules, all that fancy stuff you do, I'm not interested. All you need is, is, is going to be found in me. So for people who judge somebody, I don't look at someone who's devout in what they do um, solely as the reason why I would respect that. You know, and I think ours is just as devout. It's just different just because we're not miserable. Yeah. Just because we're not, you know, you know, carrying these solemn faces doesn't mean this isn't a, a life that takes discipline and dedication. Um, but, yeah, if people want to judge somebody else's faith, you know, go for your life. If I were to tell you religion scares me, what's your response to that? Because I'm not. God's over- judging you right now as we speak. <laughs> I will, I will, everyone um, judges everyone. Religion should scare you because I'm, I'm not I don't even believe in religion. Religion is a construct of right. things that you have to do. I believe in a relationship with God, and that's totally different. I, imagine thinking about something like a relationship mm. rather than a parole <laughs> visit. Yeah, yeah, if you, yeah. If you, not that you guys would know anybody that's I, ever I been do. on parole. I do. <laughs> but, you know, it's almost like this dread. Like, that's my religion. I have to go yeah, have yeah. the priest bless me. I have to go do this, and I can't do that. But if it's a, a relationship, this is an active conversation. This is alive. This is you know, a God that actually wants to hear your voice. So often we're just redefining who Jesus has always been because everybody thinks God is so far. You Are know? you more of a facilitator than a church, would you say? Or more? Well, more, that you should know, be like the facil- job. Yeah. So, so Catholicism, for instance, like their priests are really necessary, right? The point of Christianity is for the leaders to not be as necessary. So my job is to teach you or to encourage somebody else to know God so well where I'm out of the picture. If anything, a pastor should be a bridge. Yeah. But if you have a religious construct based on the people who are facilitating it, that's a problem because you always need me. So if I'm a if I'm a pastor or a priest that wants to keep drawing people to me, I'm not going to tell you everything. I don't want you uh, to be so good. Yeah. I don't want you to be so you free. You don't want them to outshine the master. Yeah, I don't yeah, want yeah, you yeah. to be so free that you don't need me. So I'm yeah. going to give give you a little bit of guilt. Right, I'm right. going to preach something that's a little bit manipulative and keep you coming. But we believe the opposite is true. If you preach the truth, people are going to want to keep finding that. That's what about kind of, yeah, go ahead, that's no. kind of like the uh, churchianity, right? Or, yes. Okay. There's like the concept that churches are uh, Catholicism and Catholic churches are only set up to get people to come in and pay their tidings and teach them, like you said, only enough so that they can 
not quite get to the point that they need to be to be completely free within their own minds and their spirits and find their own faith, but always be reliant on yes, the person on yeah on the teachings and the hierarchy of the Catholic Church. Yeah, and I, I ran from it. Like I, I had a pretty rough, not rough past. Like I have a great family, but I played basketball in college. UNC lived that by the way. NC Hill. State. Oh, NC sorry, State. NC State. That's offensive. Now I'm just gonna walk. That's offensive. It's the most offensive thing I could have ever said. <laughs> that's to. offensive. Like that. That's beyond you, religious. But you're from offense. Delaware, right? No. Oh, oh see, gotcha. <laughs> All right, now see we're one and one now. See, now I feel better. Now so, yeah, I feel better. I, I, I just could never imagine myself being involved with. Christians. Mm -hmm. Like I just couldn't, I just was almost repulsed. Yeah. And I found that to be a lot of people's experience is that they don't have any problem with Jesus, but it's just these seven dudes they've met that are such, you know, idiots mm -hmm. that people are like, I want nothing to do with God. And I was kind of like that as well. What caused you to go into ministry? Uh, I think we just, I just have been going through every door that's been open. So mm -hmm. I never had like an angelic call. Like you talk to some preachers, like God spoke to me when I was five. And I'm like, I, I've had a five-year-old. God doesn't speak to five-year-olds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I didn't have like a real spectacular story for me. It was just, I just kept helping with my church and one door led to another. And, mm -hmm. and I'm 41 today sitting yeah. here in this epic castle that you have with parrots and goats and sheep <laughs> talking about talking Jesus about Christ, Jesus yeah. so with uh with y'all legend so yeah it's been a crazy ride what about what about repent in your in your uh in your space because obviously I've, I've done enough of it in my life and and continue to because I'm I still you know sin and do the best I can but what what do you guys how do you guys handle that type of thing is is uh repenting for your sins a personal journey is it something that's done through a preacher in Hillsong or, or well, how does that work repentance like the most literal definition of the word means to change your mind so imagine all the stuff we put on repentance all the penance you have to do all the work but when Jesus was talking about repent he was literally telling people to change your mind because if you can change your mind you can change your life because it goes mind hold heart hold foothold stronghold. Yeah. So if you want to change what you do, you have to change what you think. So technically, if I want to repent, if I, you know, had a really bad night or if I had a really bad moment, um, my repentance is as quick as me going, Jesus, change my mind, forgive me. And it's a like that. The Bible says God's mercies are new every morning. So you find people who are like, I want to come to church, but I've been so bad for so long as if God is like waiting at the gates going, where you been? Yeah. What you've been doing. I saw your YouTube. I saw that vlog. <laughs> well, I'm scared. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm and it's like, why, why would you hide from a God that knows everything about you anyway? And, and so that's our, that's always our, our tension. It's trying to get people to shake off some of the religion that's kept you out for so long. Even you'll have people listening today that will, this will trigger them in one of two ways. One, people will be like, wow, there's a Christian on there. Other people will push back and be like, I can't believe they're even letting this stuff, right, you know, right. because they've been hurt and they've been through a lot of stuff. So um, and we get that too. How much of the Bible has been lost in translation in your not world? not not a lot actually because now it's more accurate than ever. Mm -hmm. So now you have fifty different commentaries. You have different you know ways to research um, you know the original language. So mm -hmm. now I mean it's the age of information on everything, including right. the Bible. But the, the wording, like you said, repentance, like the Latin root pen, meaning you know pensive. Uh, that's a thought thought. You know right. that yeah. area. People look at repentance as this thing of I have to divulge of all my sins and pour out my iniquities confession yeah and confession and that can be terrifying for a lot of people because they don't want to admit to their wrongdoings yeah 
that is that a point of contention in your church or is that a place? No, where- I mean, I think confession, if you've really repented, you're going to want to confess that. Mm-hmm. So we, we don't believe that there's a, a middleman. I think sometimes in other faith streams, which I'm not knocking, you know, you have to do that. Go talk to another person mm-hmm. and they can go talk to God. Mm-hmm. We just believe that Jesus cut out the middleman. Okay. So you can talk to me as your pastor if you want, but you can also go straight, straight to the to source the if you want. Okay. Yeah. Um, in that vein, do you, uh, you've talked about Jesus as a real person, correct? Mm. Do you believe that Jesus himself was God or do you believe that in his wording, um, it was more so he had found a relationship and an understanding of what some in the spiritual community might call oneness or the great, uh, yeah. no, just the, uh, what is it? The ubiquitous. And nice. like, unity, yeah, nice. all of everything <laughs> that connects it all, universe, whatever you might Gaia. want to call it. Yeah, sure. But uh, yeah, no, I, I believe he was God. Okay. Because I always stick with uh, the quote, I stick with the word. So Jesus said, mm-hmm. This is me. This is who I am. Okay. So I, 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 we have a tendency as people to overcomplicate stuff. And there's enough complication in the world for Absolutely. me not to look at something that was said. And people do, though. You're not wrong. I mean, mm-hmm. people will take that any way they want. But for me, I just try to keep it as, as simple as I can. Do you acknowledge uh, a dark side of faith? Yeah. Well, if there's no dark side, there's no light side. So what does that dark side look look like to you? Well, darkness looks different for a lot of people. So our our idea of darkness is normally like a big devil with a pitchfork, someone doing like cultish things like cooking a stew, mm. you know, voodoo doll. I think darkness can be you, you, you having a multi-million dollar house, but being stone cold lonely, completely mm. empty in your soul. So I don't think darkness has... Um, an exact template attached to it. I think it's when you feel like you're you're, you're so far um, that nobody knows where you are, what you're doing. No one knows who you really are. I'm, I'm more so talking about the perpetuators of faith that do it in a dark way. Mm. I'm talking about like, I'm going to go to Santa Monica today. There will be a guy screaming on a megaphone telling me I'm going to go to hell. There will be him. Yeah, well, why does he that? do that? Why does he tell me that I'm going to burn in hell and, and try to scare me into becoming a Christian? I think, well, we sometimes will put um, uh, like a uh, like if you talk to a guy like that, he'll be like, I'm, I'm a martyr. You know, this isn't easy. And I always push back on that and say it's way easier to stand at a stranger and yell at them. Yell. Even yeah. if you, what you think is truth, but there's no love. The Bible clearly says it's not really truth. It has to be truth and love and grace. But it's a lot harder for me to be friends with somebody, serve them with my life, be consistent turn the other cheek, build a bridge, and then share my faith. That's hard. It's easy to feel like you're a real Christian to go out. And I yelled at 47 people today. Saw that Logan guy. Told him he's going to hell. You know, I did my duty. Um, you just won't find Jesus ever doing that. Yeah. So, so, so then are, are they uh, inadequate, inadequate Christians? Are they even doing Christianity the right way? Will they go to heaven? Are they? Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The hypocrites. It's ironic. Yeah, it's a good question, bro. I think that there's 
I, tr- I do my best to not judge somebody from so far away, including people that frustrate me. I, I, I've had a number of conversations. If I was smarter, I would have YouTubed them. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I don't know. I wouldn't I, I don't know where I would place people like that, because I think in their heart, they think what they're doing is right. Yeah. So I always see somebody like that and go, I, I hope that God can salvage some good out of that. Um, What's that saying? The road to hell is paved with good intent. Is that what it is? That how yeah, it goes? Good intentions. That's such a good intentions. That's such a weird situation. Honestly, like I feel like you, you can't. There's got to be some level of mental, like to be out there, you know, wearing what these guys are wearing, screaming at the passerby's. Like there, yeah. there's probably some level of ma- of mental illness. There might be, and they're, they're genuine well. dudes. Like a lot of the guys, they just don't know better, and yeah, they think yeah. they think that's the way. They would look at what I do and go, "He doesn't know better." So I was just say, you know, time will tell who was right. But that's just, uh, yeah, I get I, that's just one side of it. Though. Like I just used the screaming guy with the megaphone holding the the sign as an example. But there's like, when I tell you like religion in general and, and faith, sometimes I, I the reason because I'm not like I said I'm not overly religious. I do believe in a creator. Mm. I don't know what his role is in our day to day lives. I, I I I think there's. <laughs> some sort of unimaginable thing that made us and this universe and everything around us. But like I said, I don't know if he's as active as uh, faith would tell you because I'm, I'm confused. I, I don't truly understand. There's too many stories being told. There's too many people saying different things, mm. uh, religion, faith, whatever you want to call it has, has led to the deaths of too many people, has led to the, the trauma of too many children. Mm. And I, I, I've just been not shut off to the idea, but turned off momentarily. Yeah. And that's why I was excited to have, I'm excited. I yeah. am excited to have you on the podcast. Yeah. Cause, um, I, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure I can fully wrap my head around so many people telling me different things about their God. Yes. You know, uh, in Islam, Allah is, is the God. In Judaism, mm. Jesus is the God. And, uh, and yeah? Judaism? No. Well, is, Ju- is Juda- Judaism Jewish? Right. They're the no, they're the no Jesus. You could probably ask the theologian. You're right. But you're right in your train of thought yes. either way. So everyone has their own interpretation of God. So it gets really, really um, horribly confusing. Mm. So our job is to try to make it as plain as we can. And number one, if you ever talk to a Christian that's super defensive, um, you could probably stop listening right away mm-hmm. because that's not a trait of our faith. Like Jesus said, they will, they will know you by your love. Out of all the things Jesus said, I want people to recognize you for, that's what he said. They're not going to know you by your fancy speech or your clean life or your theological depth. Jesus said, if you're really with me, people will know it because of the way you love people. I love that message. That's wild to me. That's so such a good message. How I came to the faith that I have is that people let me doubt and they let me question and they let me push back. Yeah. And they just kept pointing me on this investigation road, which I'm going to say to all y'all, um, you, you make these calls for yourself. It's not as confusing as you think. Mm-hmm. It's like if someone were to say, I can't do YouTube. It's too complicated. What would you say to that? Yes, but mm, I'm yeah. sitting on an empire, right? Yeah. Mm. It was done. <laughs> if, if it's worth it, you'll, you'll look. And mm-hmm. I know I can, I, I just, just met you, but I know the two of you have deep souls and you care about stuff. So Absolutely. you, you should pursue it because it's, um, the biggest question in life. I, I like the idea of being a good person and, and following everything that you said. I just, I don't know if I can put a label on it. Uh, that, that would 
define me in a certain way. Does that make sense? Maverick. That's nice. how you should define yourself. You're Gnostic, right? G-N-O-S-T-I-C. Yeah. You believe in a God. Yeah. Something above that is providing you with some sort of inspiration and guidance. No. And no guidance? No. Yeah, but but even is that is that agnostic or is that atheist? No. Gnostic, not agnostic. That well, what what is of. his what is his situation called? He believes in a maker, but I, th- not I think it's agnostic. He's agnostic. Yeah, it's agnostic. Yeah, yeah. He can't it's, prove it's that you can't, it's, you can't, you can't prove that it something. is or isn't right, or or what it is exactly. Evil, what do you, what, this is a bigger but question. I was, yeah. I was I was because I was raised Christian. By the way, I I I'm forgetting to mention like I I did PSR, I did church. Prove I, it. Show me a certificate. For <laughs> I can show you. I was, I was baptized. I his brother is his brother's religious. Goes not, to church not anymore. Oh, not is anymore. he not either? He he tried it because he was lost, as most religious people do. They they try it because they're lost, and it gives them a sense of direction and hope, which I think religion is good for. But you know, it's he. he we grew up religious. We both kind of got turned off to it. And I've I've always been sort of uh, I don't know, just rubbed the wrong way. Like when I was in PSR as a kid, mm. seven years old, I was eight years old. I was like, Mom, this feels weird. Like the things like they're telling me and preaching to me. It's I I'm not so I'm not here for the 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 shoving of faith down the throats of yeah of of. People who just don't know, don't don't know better. Yeah, I think it's well said. Like if you take it back to what you said earlier, you said, you know, I, I'm I'm okay with being a good person. Well, that's not even really the foundation of our belief because whose definition of good? Mm-hmm. You know, we live in a world that has some low good standards. Like if you don't go to jail five times, you're a good dad. It's like yeah. no, you're not a good dad. <laughs> you're not supposed to do that, right? No, I don't think so. So good is good is um is a meter we can change. I don't think so. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You don't think so? Mm-mm. Where do you get good from? I think I think uh, the universally accepted definition of good is like, you know, right and wrong. You know when something's right and something's Morality. Wrong. General morality. Well, yeah. morality, like you said, changes drastically from person to person. And massively. Faith faith. From, from, from city to city, but from country still, to country. Yeah, we would is still there, agree, though. We would still agree on like what, in what certain, most Like is in good. certain countries, the, mora- the morale thing is that women should cover up, not vote, and not be allowed to participate in, in You know, that's the morale. That's and what that's morale is. But, we know, but we know that's wrong. We know in no, this yeah. country. No, we know that several hundred million people in another why? country why? think why? it's right. Why? Because of their standards and their morals. Why? What do you mean? Why? Re- religion. Why there's religion. Because yeah. well, the answer is Re- religion. Religion, yeah, so, absolutely. Well, absolutely. Yeah, but, my, it's, but, it, but it comes back to that question of like, what is the right answer to it? I don't, we think we have one answer, whether whether it's because of religion or ethics or moral right. fiber or what we're born we're, with or our two yeah. parents teach us. We all think we know what's right. But then there's a whole other group of people who think something else. And so to his point. Because of what, though? What's the, what's some, the catalyst? Some, some, sometimes uh, how society raised you in Japan or China, yeah. you're raised whatever to be a certain way, regardless of religion. You're raised by your parents to go to school 86 hours a fucking week. You know what I'm saying? But I, I believe there is here, a, I believe, here we believe in different standards. I believe inherently humans know what is right. Or maybe not know what is right. I believe there is a right. I believe there is a wrong. I believe there is a bad. I believe there is a good. And it's not too hard to tell the difference. Tough for you to say, though, because you were raised in a Christian household. Okay. So there would be some of that that would have trickled down into your heart. Okay. So your framework would be – but I agree with you to your, your baseline point, and here's the catch. We're the only faith system that says it's not about being good because we cannot be good enough. 
So Jesus kind of did away with all that because that's what religion was. Religion was working your way up to God. Every other faith, pray this long, pray this hard, do this many good deeds. And then Jesus flipped it and said, I did all that for you. Now all you have to do is come to me. That's what blew people's minds. That, that's why they were like, kill this dude <laughs> right away. Kill him. Because if he's right, everything we stand for is wrong. So do I want to be a good person? Absolutely. Um, but I know that I'm going to fail because I am a sinner and I'm human. That's why I need Jesus. Not to get to be a better person. Like that's not ultimately what Jesus came to do, to make people better people. But he but came to transform your whole soul. But you're a sinner on whose accord? Uh, well, according to my faith and also according to what we just talked about even if i wasn't a christian you know some things are wrong yeah but like having sex before marriage isn't in my opinion wrong but according to religion it is not religion sorry christianity well this is where at our church we do it different okay so i would take you to what i believe the bible says about this and i'd say you tell me you, you get to know Jesus. Here's what it says about sex. God created it. It's amazing. It's phenomenal. If you went to a church that told you sex was bad, there was that whole generation that was like, sex ain't bad. <laughs> so you're crazy. Right. Um, we, we put it in its context, and then God puts the parameters to make it the best you, know, you could ever have it, which includes sex. That's why God put it in the boundaries of marriage, not to take away from your life, but to have the maximum value for what it is you know, all about. Mm. But you, Logan, have to make your call. It can't be because your church said that's when people start to push back. Like they, they run from stuff and it was never a relationship with Jesus. They push back from religion. So that's kind of where I would take you. Any question you'd ask me before I gave you my take on it, I'd say, well, let's go see what God said. Because it's not about what I think is right. If it was about me, golly, I'd be the worst, <laughs> the, the worst God ever. <laughs> but, but, you're, but, but let's see what God says. You're talking about your God. Yes. If I was talking to a Muslim, the answer would be different. So you got to figure out. It, it, <laughs> yeah. But it's worth looking. You got to go, okay. Yeah, you got to investigate. Like, I studied, I studied that. Yo, I, went, but, I went to study some of those. But I, this is where I get confused. Like, like who's right and who's wrong? Are, are, are Muslims wrong because they're Muslim? Are Christians wrong because they're Christian? And what are the consequences of being right and wrong? Or are we all just people on an earth that was created by some guy, and now we're here, and it's up to us to discern our, what our future looks like? I, I personally, if I if I could, I would be a universalist, which are the people who believe good stuff. They talk to the universe. That's what I do. <laughs> I know. How, I know. And, and whenever someone says that, like, man, the universe is giving me good stuff back, I'm always like, the universe doesn't know you. It's <laughs> definitely not the universe. That cliff over there is not sending you good vibes back, okay? I know it sounds good. Sort of. But you, 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 the universe does know you because you are the universe. Okay. You're part According of it, to facts and atoms in your body and okay. the way the I'm universal okay with that. matter, I mean, the makeup I, of I, this planet. I, 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 I'm okay with that. Because I, I, I just. When I talk to the universe, I'm not like, hey, yo, I wish for the best life ever. I want to be the biggest YouTuber right. on the planet. I'm speaking my thoughts and my uh, desires into existence. And I mean, I know you've uh, probably heard and dabbled and have extreme experience with the word manifestation. But I, I, word. I, 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 I mean, I am, am a big believer in manifestation. Some people it's, call it's, that prayer. It's it, exactly, exactly. It's the almost so, exact same so, thing. So, so it is. So why tie an entire uh, uh, faith behind it that has so much baggage and has led to so many disagreements and confusion and death? But he's also looking at the negative so side. So has the internet's done all that too. 
And yeah. we don't write it off. So the fact of like, first of all, we don't love conflict and we don't love tension. Of course. So if you talk to a millennial, if you talk to somebody who's getting four degrees in theology, you know, like we push back on anything that becomes absolute, even though that's what our souls crave. So if you tell somebody there's one way, then people are like, that can't be right. Like you don't hate other religions. Correct. And, yeah. and, and so it, it's we don't want the tension. Of really, and, and you've expressed that in a good way. I mean, you're, you're saying you're really searching and you're looking and you end up landing on something that's not so, in your mind, narrow. Mm. And, and I always say our faith seems narrow, but like Jesus said, it's a, it's a narrow road, but it is a wide, expansive life. So the fact that he laid out one road, um, to me, it doesn't make it exclusive. It just makes it, of course, like if there were many options, why would I dedicate my whole life to this? Yeah, I... I, he he does talk about something, and obviously he's right. Religion has led to some horrible things, right. but it's also led to some great things. You know what I'm For saying? Sure. And and and, and depending always... on your and depending on what your interpretation of it is, but mm -hmm. you know, I I found recovery and 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 a road to this very second we live in through daily prayer and 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 the belief right. that someone was helping me continue on this quest for a reason. For sure. And that's and you know and that's and that's just me. But I also believe that he is echoing a rising voice in this country right Absolutely. now, which is the tide of atheism. And what, and what is your, I mean, what, if you had to give a very quick message to the, to the atheist or, or, or to the agnostic, the agnostic is a little bit different because, right. yeah, because I'm not, I'm be, not atheist. Right. Because, right. No because, atheist. because listen, like just because he or or the agnostic hasn't come up with an answer to right, it doesn't right. mean that they're one thing or the other one. exactly yeah, they're not yeah. going to find one he's he's at least open to this conversation right. right what do you say to the atheist that's turned off that is very much yo you die you go in the fucking ground right. no you you're, the worms eat your brain and you and that is how your story ends like, right. what is your what's your quick hitting message to them and what do you what do you encourage those people watching this show right now to do well, firstly, at what point are we going to take up the offering? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, no, I, I have a friend who's an atheist. He's a genius, and, and he uh, he broke it down really. I said, is it, is it fair to say that, you know, if you were going to snapshot an atheist belief, it would be we came from nothing, we're here to do nothing, and we're headed to nothing. And he was like, it's a bit crass, but that's generally kind of where, where you're going to land. And my first thing when I talk to atheists is that I, I, I love you and I want to be your friend. You can't convince somebody to change their life. You can't convince somebody there's enough proof. It, there's, a, there's a faith step that somebody has to look at. And when I talk to atheists, I just say, you need to look at your whole life all the miracles, all the things that have happened where you can't put a name on it and just keep your mind open because the Bible is pretty clear. If someone continually seeks God, they will find him. And God doesn't have an expiration date either. So I've known some stone cold atheists who changed. And there's not like this moment where God writes anybody off. I mean, you have the right to believe what you want to believe. But I, I would just say to an atheist, let's talk. Let's keep talking. You know, let's, let's see, let, let's do this journey called life together. And eventually discussions open up. Normally, uh, I, uh, this is funny. I normally uh, tell an atheist, I always say, convince me to be an atheist because that's a lot easier than what I believe. I'm, almost, I'm, I'm right here. <laughs> so if you I can actually, sit I here right now, yeah, convince me to be an atheist because people are like, Carl, it's hard to believe what you believe. I'm like, really? It's hard to believe what Logan believes. You know, like you can take that to anybody. But he's closer because, as you said, he's not, a, you know, he's just not saying, an atheist. He's, sure. just, it, he's just he's, you know, undecided and, and so, yeah, has says a million to, people throwing a million different Somebody says, prove to me there's a God. I say, well, you know, you prove to me there isn't. Yep. Let's go. Yeah. Like, I don't know why I'm on trial here. It does. It does. If you really, truly think about it, 
the idea that this that all of this just happened what just happened as right. there was like like you go all the way back like I, I don't know if you if in your faith you're a believer of the big of the big bang theory even if you go back that that initial start that 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 ignition sequence right and they and they've and they've gone all the way back as scientists and tried to put together this idea that some pressure yeah. created that first step in the ignition ignition sequence that created the universe and i always just go back to the first thing they bring up at the very beginning an immense pressure started <laughs> oh yeah mm-hmm. how, how how from where it just an immense pressure I'll started i'll tell you how how do you believe there's a chance that the creator of the universe that we live in is a hyper advanced species that you can't even fathom what they look like, do, or can accomplish? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yes, we've talked about this before. Who do you create? Who created the first one? Hold Those on hyper advanced species. No, 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 no. So I'm, no, I'm, t- I'm telling. I'm saying this advanced. All right. So before the Big Bang, there's nothing, right? Right. Was there? Was that right? Was that nothing inside of a fucking test tube inside a little ball? Uh, by the way, it's not a test tube, but uh, you can imagine. No, you can't. You can't even. I can't even describe to you what this <laughs> what this hyper advanced species would look like. And the reason I say this is because obviously, like, we're sort of spiraling into this idea of us living in a simulation. Let's go. Maybe I am. <laughs> Maybe I am. I love it. But like Joe Rogan channeling yeah. right now. Yeah. <laughs> you get your DMT on deck. No. <laughs> What's in I, my water? I just uh, <laughs> Alex Jones spit. I just, oh God! I, uh, ugh. I think I heard Elon Musk say this. What like uh, fifty years ago or so? The most advanced video game we had was was, was Pong. Mm. And now it's like you're you're in virtual reality. You're in inside the game. Mm. Can you imagine a century from now what a, what video games would look like? What, what, pe- what people are able to accomplish? Can you imagine a millennium from now what people are going to be able to accomplish mm. and do? He, people, I'm saying people. There won't be no people in a thousand years. I don't think. I think we'll, we will be taken over by the android race that we create. That sounds fucking crazy. No. I'm not wrong. Oh, I'm you're not fucking super wrong. intelligent. Uh, yeah, I'm absolutely not, I'm not wrong. No, the, what I believe yeah. is crazy. I, I think there is when it comes to the the theory you just talked about, Mike. Someone once told me it's like taking every piece of a Rolex putting it in a box, shaking that thing up, and then it comes out of Rolex. That's essentially, you know, what 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 we're talking about with outside of, you know, God doing this. And, mm. and my thing is, it's always going to come down to faith. Like, it can't be about statistics and numbers, because I have mine as a Christian, but I met with an astrophysicist. He had his facts. Absolutely. And it takes just as much faith for you to believe those facts as it does me to believe mine. So but you even, still love them. But yeah, you still love the astrophysics. Sure, but my point is, like, it, you have to believe your numbers too. And either way, it's going to be a faith jump. Either way, I, there's not enough proof in the world for me to prove to somebody God is real. Because ultimately, it, it's almost cheap if it was like that. There has to be a faith step. By the way, also, one other side thing, and this is obviously just a, an ancillary benefit, is like, the the belief that I have in this and 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 the faith that I have is kind of the one piece of like magic I have left in my life wow. in, in, in almost in a selfish way, like as That's we why it's in your life, you know. But like as we as we That's why it's there. <laughs> as we get older and we become jaded, all of those idea ideas and concepts that we had about soulmates and and you know the perfect love which as we know obviously does not right, exist right, right. or or you know i'm gonna fly when i grow up i'm gonna you know be an astro all those things that that's in a lot of ways melt down one of the last things we truly hold on to is our faith and our mm. belief that there is something why, greater out that's there. why i believe religion and faith is so prominent 
because it gives people purpose and it gives, it makes people feel fulfilled. Mm. I think, I, I think people hold on to it for that reason without maybe digging and searching a little bit. But deeper. if that was the reason, well then even more power to it, right? Like it gives people that, purpose. That's why I love it. Like, that's yeah, why I love yeah. it. Like, so I, I was going to ask you, do you believe religion is subjective person by person? Is it for some people? Is it for not? Is it an absolute, like you're saying? Do you believe it? Well, subjectivity would be absolute according to your perspective. So on one hand, truth is... <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Hold on. I gotta He's right. You. I got to catch up. Well, you, you use the word subjective. Yep. So of course, from my subjective perspective, this is the only way. Yeah, for, for you. Hits, for you. Yeah, but yeah. an objective perspective takes it takes it back further. And then you go, well, I guess there's a lot of options, yep. right? So yeah. do I believe it's subjective? Well, for me, it is because it's my, it's my view. Um, but yeah, that's, that's a, that's a, a tough way to kind of break it down. I guess just do you, I don't want to denounce isn't the right word, but do you, do you frown upon a religion that is not yours or that, that, that doesn't agree with yours? No, because do you I, have empathy for those people. Cause you think they're wrong or uh, am I putting words in your mouth? No, it's not empathy. It's more like, first of all, let me go back to one thing you said. Like if, if my life, if this isn't true and I'm just doing this cause I was an empty person and I needed purpose. I have wasted everything. I didn't, it's not like I had time on my hands and I was like, let me pick something, right? Uh, and I know that's not what you were saying, but like, that's not why I'm a Christian. It's because I need something to hang on to. It that, provides that and in Jesus does give purpose. But if this isn't about eternity, if this isn't about something more, um, then I've wasted my entire life. So that's, that's the only thing I'd say to that because sometimes people will patronize Christians. Oh, it's really sweet. You needed something. You needed something to do on Sunday. You needed a nice little thing to teach your kids. And it's like, this is not that. Or this something is, to fall into the, after prison. Like what Jesus was whatever, preaching yeah. was the most radical love revolution that has ever hit humanity, ever. And this was not like a, come on, let's go be nice white Anglo-Saxon Christians, you know, wear some khakis, part your hair and, and, and do the right things. Jesus was saying, forsake everything. And we're going to love people so radically that we're going to turn the world upside down. That's our call to faith. And is, so, is the church's depiction of Jesus? Oh, here racist. we go. This is a big topic is right it now. Sean King, I don't, did you hear you, about you this? Saw this? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I think that the essence of what Sean is saying, who full disclosure is a friend, I've known him for about twelve years. Yeah. Um, the essence of what he's saying is anything that promotes white supremacy, it's got to go. Mm -hmm. And and there have been contexts where people have used a a wrong depiction of Jesus to reinforce. White supremacy. Of course. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's all it is. It's absolutely happened. So anybody who's pushing back on that, I, I, don't, I can't figure them out. Well, I think the, the people that are, some of the people that are pushing back on it are, are people that are saying, yo, like the depiction differs from country to country, religion to religion. You see people well, in China. Mo most that, cultures that have a contextualize Jesus. So whether that's in Africa, absolutely. whether that's in China, and that's not the end of the world, but those cultures are, are not peddling that their race is superior. I get, I get that. And I, so I, I understand that as a, as a individual use case, utilizing the white Jesus for a wrong, a hate right. or, or wrongful cause is wrong. But at the same time, do I think that not the utilization Anglo. of white Jesus right. in a white, pri, pr, a pr, prominently white country is racist in its, in its Correct. inception. I, would I think, agree with you I on think that. that's, that's ridiculous to say. It was one of the things that I, I, I speak with Sean a little yeah. bit, not, I'm not as close to him as you are, but that's, this was one of the ones that was a little bit more because here's the thing. When you, when you start to really, we, we, during this current climate, we should be investigating everything. I'm not right. saying that, but when you investigate everything through the lens that it's probably racist before the investigation is concluded and right. you have, and you have the true, 
the way we are looking as a, as a culture right now at everything from when I go tanning, when I go tanning right now, <laughs> when I walk out that door of that tanning salon, I am perpetuating a, a racist act by trying to darken my skin sure. to, to what used to be accepted as appearing more attractive. Right. I have the olive dark skin. I'm an Italian and I want to bring that out. Now, every time someone goes tanning or gets a spray tan, they are risking the that investigation revealing that they have somehow t- took place in a racist act. Cultural appropriation. A cultural appropriation. So th- that, it's weird, this, it's is what, this is scary. what society does, though. We yeah. take a truth. We take the beauty of something, which could be this moment. And I do believe this racial climate moment could be ones that our kids look back on. Oh, my God. Yeah. As a, I, I pray that's what it, it is. It will be. It will be. But um, I, I think we're fighting for reasonable people right now. Reasonable people, there's like a political lane for reasonable people. Uh, There is uh, a cultural lane. Like, let's do this with reason. So, okay, let's start everything on its own investigation rather than blanket everything. Because right now you have classic insecure culture backlash is to try to hop on a bandwagon. You don't even know where it's going. So it's like, we can't be racist. Let's hire two black people and put them on our board. Because we have to. They're not not upset that they're racist. They're upset they got caught. There's a big difference Uh, when you get hit with something where are are you upset that you got caught or are you upset that you're wrong? With racism right now, it's about 50-50. Some people are still as racist as they've ever been. They're just bummed that they got called out. And there's other people that are going, I got to reevaluate my whole life because I didn't realize it was as bad as it is. Are we as a country uh, reasonable enough? Because you just talked about no. that. Op- are we reasonable? The- Look at the political swing right now. Yeah. I mean, we're, we epitomize what it looks like to not be reasonable. It's such you a can't mess, even man. have a discourse with somebody right now. It's either Trump or no Trump. It's either racist or non-racist. You can't so even wild. talk about civil rights without someone calling you anti-police. It doesn't matter what you say. It's so crazy. It's because our culture doesn't want to think. Tension is the enemy. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. So if I say we need police reform and someone says you hate cops, I say, no, you're, you're unintelligent. I'm not saying that. I think that our policemen and women are phenomenal and there's a lot of good ones. But this system has been broken for generations. I'm allowed to call it out without calling hate to these police officers. And people are just like, no, you're left left wing. How do we fix that? It is, it is. This might be crazy optimistic, but I think, I think there's far less people with that attitude than we'd think. Because the internet. There's, there's a lot of highly fucking, uh, (laughs) no, sorry. There's a lot of dumb fucking people out there. (laughs) Non-highly intelligent people. Ignorant folks. Highly unintelligent. Highly unintelligent. But I, I, I don't think they're that prominent. And if they are, I bet they're being drowned out by the noise of the woke. You hope so. I would hope. But <laughs> I, I'm with you. I'm optimistic. I yeah. woke up optimistic today because I, yeah, I see I see a change. But polit- politics show us that's not true. Yeah. And when you see yeah. when you think, see things cut right down the middle, when you see no discourse, that's when you find out people don't want to talk. I, we, we've, we, been saying, dude, we've been saying this. But since we are going to win. Bench, we, we are, are going to win. I've seen more people – 
um, and especially with churches, you know, hopefully like ours, like other churches that are refusing to let this narrative die. We're seeing a lot of people go, you know, I got to change. There, there's some things that maybe I've been so proud because when you're proud, when you're proud, you can't hear anybody. Everything's a defense. Everything's an attack. But when you get a little <laughs> bit more secure, you can drop your hands and, and have somebody well, talk and to you. Even, and even pride is pride is the, the lower common, the lower denominator on it, because the, the higher one is your ability to talk to someone, understand that they have a differing belief from you, but, yeah. but they still are you. Yeah. is all rooted in the one word we keep going back to, which is love. If you truly love each other, the fact that someone's beliefs differ from you politically should not deteriorate that love that you have for the other person. This is good ammo for y'all. Um, you know, people always say you're supposed to love one another. Jesus took it up a notch and he said, I want you to love people like I've loved you. Yeah. That sucks because you know how Jesus loved people? Without without condition before they even turned and looked at him. So if it was about loving people that I love, we're good. But it's those people that I cannot stand. That's the that's where I need God. Yeah, yeah. And hey, shout out to y'all for using this platform. I saw what y'all said about some of the. It's not enough to be racist, anti-racist. I just no. I think that it's hard. People don't know what it's like to try to manage a brand that should be known for one thing and start to say, you know what? Yeah, that's, that's what we are, but we're also people that care. And I just think it's awesome. Like if everybody does that on their platform, um, even if it costs them, um, so be it, but just well done on that. Thanks, Thank bro. You. There's, there's a, there's a few things that we, we do believe are absolutes. And that was one of them. Like I, I just, I don't give a fuck because that's one of the things I believe is right. Yeah. Uh, if you're on the, if you're on the opposite side, you're wrong. I, and, and I will, Fight to my death, and that's that's, I'm with my, you. that's my stance. If you don't agree with me, like fuck off, you're wrong. Um, like my daughter, one of my daughters has that stance. I gotta always <laughs> moderate her insta right now. Oh, really? She's like, Dad, I'm not, I don't have time for people. They don't, they don't, you know, believe what I believe on I, this one. Yeah. I got a question for you. You actually talked like about this topic on October 27th, 2017, on the Breakfast Club. I just watched <laughs> the interview last night. You were talking about how Kaepernick at the time was being vilified. That's and right. Into, I mean, literally, like you couldn't be more right as of today. Not of today, but you know. Past yeah. couple months, like you've been woke. Yeah, you've been on this way for a long time. I mean, it's incredible, but you were like very outspoken about it from very yeah, early we got, on. We got killed for it too. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which I'm happy to. I mean, it's yeah. not like we were martyrs. It just was like, are you kidding me? Like, mm-hmm. if you if you don't get this, and this is years ago when all that stuff went down. Eric Garner died right in our city, and it turned everything upside down. And we were just like, man, this is ridiculous. Like, of course, Black Lives Matter. Um, yeah. Of course, Colin Kaepernick is not anti. America, right? right. That I mean, the, the, the media don't want to play the, the 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 soldiers that would sit there and say that's why we're that's why I'm in a wheelchair, so that man could do that. Yep. But we, uh, yeah, we. we I, I have uh, a belief that humans deserve dignity, and, and especially when it comes to race, you cannot say you're a Christian and and have some of this stuff hanging hanging around your life. And I'll, I'll give you this. I don't, don't want to overtalk. I'm having fun. No, I don't know what you're the guest. Please talk as much as you want. Um, <laughs> so we have like a three-step a three-step plan that's really simple for people who want to just rid their lives of racism. It's really simple. You have to treat it like COVID. Okay, can you imagine if our country attacked racism like we did that virus. Like but, you like you see someone without a mask in a story. Well, like, three hey, steps, ready? Sounds, okay. Number one, assume everybody has it. Remember that when COVID first came out? Uh, like yeah. It was like, oh my gosh, I yeah. got to go home, check my own Stay self. Home. I got to okay. take my temperature. Like the first part of battling this is to look in before you judge out. So assume everybody has it. Number two, listen to the experts. 
like when COVID hit in New York, we lost thousands of people. But I watched every day. I had like a satellite with like the governor, yep. the mayor. I was listening to random dark web things about the virus. Like I was voraciously destroying information so I could learn. If people do that, even your viewers who are like, okay, I'm going to assume I have this thing called racism. I'm going to listen to experts. Listen to people who don't support what you support. White people got to stop telling other white people how to not be racist. Right. You're going to have to listen to people who might shock you. Yeah. And then thirdly, you have to completely be willing to change your entire life to eradicate it, because that's what we've done with COVID. We shut down our whole economy that will affect us for like decades and decades because we're so weary of this virus. That's what you have to do with something like racism. That last one's tricky for a lot of older folks, especially oh, yeah. older folks in the South. Bro, I seen. I grew up in Virginia, capital okay. of the Confederacy, so I, I, I get it. Yep. I've seen videos of, and this, it, like, this kind of stuff breaks my heart because besides the fact that racism is so deep rooted in this in this country, it's so deep rooted in in people. Mm. Um, I saw this TikTok of this uh, Generation Z young lady arguing with her father, who is oh, very yeah. clearly a racist. And she's like, oh, this, is, this isn't right. This is system, systemic oh, I racism. I saw that. And, I saw, I saw and that too. It, it went viral. It, it just breaks my heart because the, the kids are, are now more woke and morally sound than the adults. And, and we said this on this podcast before too. I, I really do believe millennials and Generation Z, and you kind of said it too, we will win. Mm. We, we will win this shit. Yeah. The, the racist will be eradicated. Hate will be eradicated. <laughs> Hopefully for the most part. Right. But um, if we just keep fighting the good fight, and we're going to rely on the people, the audience of this podcast and, and, and the audience of this podcast when they have kids to keep perpetuating this message. Right. Eventually, 50 years from now, hopefully 100 years from now, we will be a, a morally sound community. We will act as one unity as a human race. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a cool. It's a cool. It's not a utopia, but it's, <laughs> no, just like, it's a cool. It's a cool wave to be a part of. Think about the guy who killed Ahmad Arbery, right? He was raised by parents from the Jim Crow era. So that man who shot him, he had parents. So he was raised in a culture where his parents would have taught him that uh, black people were subhuman. What would Jesus say to uh, to that guy? What would, would Which you, guy? No, no. Okay, so wait. This is crazy. But I put money that those dudes are Christian. No, of course I'm sure they, they are. Would claim to we, be. we have such that's right, what I'm saying. That's, so so yeah. So that's but that that to me has never deterred me though from being uh, a Christian because when has that not happened to everything that matters? Yeah. Like be, the presence of bad cannot negate good. Like right. some planes crash, some CEOs cheat, mm. um, some YouTubers are absolute clowns. Mm. But some are geniuses, right? Yeah. So I just refuse to ever let the narrative be like, because there's bad Christians. Nobody does that with any other genre of life. No one, only with Christianity. People, No one goes to a bad movie and they're like, I'm never doing movies again. You make a good point. No that's, one goes to a restaurant, has yeah. a bad meal and goes, food's done forever. No, you go to the next one. But yeah. we, it's a very convenient thing to say, no, 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 I've been to four churches and they all sucked. Really? If there's something deeper here, you might want to go to restaurant number five. Mm. five. Go to the Cracker mm. Barrel. <laughs> Dude, Bennigan's. I can't. I, I'm excited for the super intelligence conversation, man. Do you? Does that kind of stuff? It, it, do you like the conspiracy stuff? Are you against it? Is it anti-religious? So, like, a lot of people have a ton of fun with that stuff. I, I, I listened to a uh, in person to a talk. From What's this, your biggest cons uh, well, conspiracy well, well, you love? Okay, so he he mentioned it. So this this idea of super intelligence is, I'm saying it right now, not a conspiracy. It's happening. Okay, and, yeah. and and as as we look around right now, and this is this is AI that we are creating as a people. Not I'm not talking about simulation theory. I'm not talking about uh uh, uh you know yep. this this uh 
pl- uh, planetary or other planetary intelligence. I'm talking about AI that we are creating growing too powerful to a place that we cannot control it anymore. They call it escaping the sandbox. All of the, all of the super AI that's being created right now exists in a sandbox, meaning cut off from all mobile devices. You don't bring a mobile phone in. It can't have access to the internet. One day someone will slip up. They will forget their phone is in their pocket. Something will happen. And the only, the the one direction that AI is pushed as we create it is to learn. That's what we create AI to do. And right now the AI that's being created in those safe sandboxes in government laboratories and laboratory, private laboratories is learning. That's all it does is it just learns all day. Learn, 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 learn. Mm. And, and we, you know, Musk is, is a big part and, and, and other, uh, and Facebook as well have created these anti, um, or super intelligent protection groups where they're donating millions and millions of dollars for what happens when, the AI escapes the sandbox. There was a there was a, a popular saying I heard this Killer guy movie. crazy. There was a saying that this guy said that he was talking about this guy that wrote this book called uh about this thing called Cassandras, which are people that tell you something bad's about to happen and no one listens to them. And they end up being right. And there's this one guy that says Karen and Cassandra, those names no, yeah, never be used. Similar, yeah. no. But the, uh, he said that super intelligence uh looks at yeah, it's called warnings. It's a it's a great book. Um super intelligence looks at you the way someone laying the foundation for a house looks at an anthill. They don't think of the morality mm. of knocking that anthill out of the way. They just keep laying the fucking foundation. You know what I'm saying? And so it's, it's a very interesting topic and I want to have someone from the super intelligence community on the show, but I'm, I was just curious yeah, what your I love it. beliefs I think, are on yeah. it. So I, if you would have told somebody from last century that we're going to devise a bomb that's going to take out, a giant portion of a country and it's going to like, you would have been like, no way. No, they, go, they go, yo, it's a bomb. Like, yeah, the, the, <laughs> what is a yeah, bomb? The brain, the what brain happened? is the most spectacular supercomputer ever created. Absolutely. So I have no doubt that people are, are, you know, working right now at stuff we couldn't fathom. 100%. Couldn't even fathom. The it brain is the mind. last frontier. Everybody says space is the last frontier. I tell mm. you, we know more about space than we do the inside of the human mind. Yeah. Like it, like it is a, it is a, crazy crazy place and i i really do want to bring someone on the show that talks about that kind yeah of and stuff. you should i got a doctor you should have on you know when it comes to your brain and your mental health i i, I think yo, you know doctor mm-hmm. yeah is that yeah. what you were gonna yeah. say he did my brain scan did he sharp guy holy shit so did you you you, you find out if you had brain damage and what yeah, it does he said i'm a sociopath <laughs> yeah. we've known that we've known that <laughs> Nah, he said uh, uh, my temporal lobes have been have been uh, deteriorated, dam- probably muted. Which, yeah, in many ways, is true. And uh, believe it or not, it's the region of your brain that affects your empathy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but then I grew up, and I have empathy now. So, I, well, you, so did you, my brain, you, you probably, brain go back. You probably worked on healing your brain because I did people don't know that, like, especially with your your audience, which would be filled with amazing people who are probably trying to, you know, do something big with their lives, there's there's stuff you have to take care of in your brain. And and once you get a handle on that, it's so freeing because we live in a culture now that the taboo is gone. Yeah. You know, especially Christians, we used to have the worst taboo. It's like just pray, pray and your brain will get better. It's like, yeah, pray and go to a doctor. Yeah, yeah. that's what God yeah, created him. But for anybody who's struggling with mental stuff, they're like they're you're definitely not alone. Is there anything that get you would, help? Is there anything you would suggest to young people right now outside of the scope of religion or the Bible or anything yeah. that could help improve their lives? 
Well, yeah. I mean, the, like even if you don't believe who Jesus is, some mm -hmm. of the stuff that we believe is still going to change your life. Like mm -hmm. being kind to people is the better way to live. Being honest live, is yeah. a better way to live. Mm -hmm. Putting others before yourself is a much more fulfilling life, regardless mm -hmm. of who you believe generated it. Um, but I, I just think, you know, if you don't have somebody to talk to, you got to find somebody to talk to. Because we live in a world where you have so much stuff, but you feel alone all the time. Mm -hmm. And all, all quarantine did was exacerbate that oh, man, so times worse. 60. Like, we won't even know the effects of what these couple months have done until years from now. From a mental health. And, but you and find it, out yeah. how much you need. You find out how much your soul loves people and how much you need interaction. And there's a lot of people now who are like, oh, my gosh. Like, I didn't realize how empty my life was until everything got shut off. And that's, that's something you got to deal with. You probably also find out how much you don't need. You probably, you probably, uh, Ain't that the truth? Yeah, yeah, flush out, so flush out the shit that you definitely don't need in your life. I know night a lot of intermittent. <laughs> so exam, exhibit A, dude. I'm, I'm okay that I haven't been out. I'm great, dude. So there was a party last <laughs> yeah. night and that we got invited to, and I and I thought of this idea of being in this party atmosphere with not talking to anybody about anything meaningful and just standing there, just like looking around at like this shit. And I was like, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Like it taught me things yeah. about me now. I'm not knocking that lifestyle. Sure, Cause sure. I definitely have been there. And you know, I, I told you when you walked in today, you were like, damn, you guys are all got girlfriends. This place could have made a cool bachelor pad. I go, I go, it, did make a cool bad. I mean, you have no idea the shit we fucking done. It's the so coolest it's a, house. Yeah. Golly. No, I think it's a, it's a good, uh, quarantine was a, was a great revealer for a lot of people. Yeah, for sure. You know, what you need and what you don't need. End, end, end of show, or as we move towards it, maybe what's, I want to ask you about end of days. You see, we got a plague going on. Yeah. I'm sure lo there's some locusts flying around somewhere. Ooh, yeah. I saw one my, the other day. Really? It was see, in the backyard. Lo in my, with my truck today. Logan just bought a horse. Yeah. So we two. just need three more, two horses. So we just need two more horsemen. You didn't show me the horses. Oh, they're in show the me no. Piggy, Piggy Smalls. Yeah. the illest. No, the horses we have to go a little further to yeah. get to the horses. They're elsewhere. But, but way, way, in the way, day. Any, <laughs> any evidence that we're moving towards a second coming, a revelation? So every generation is a prisoner of the moment, right? So there's there's preachers right now making money, as they do, off of end time stuff, which I don't agree or disagree. My point is, if you would have told Jewish people during the Holocaust oh, that that yes. was the end of days, they, they would have been like, yeah. yeah. So when you see, you know, younger theologically sound people right now saying these are the end of days, I always go, you know what? Like my favorite, it's called eschatology, the study of end times. My favorite eschatology scripture to take people to is when Jesus said, how about you not worry about tomorrow? Because today has just enough for you to handle. Wow. Like, even if I knew the exact date and time, which Jesus was really clear, nobody will know. Um, what good is that going to do me? And I think so for me, um, there's a lot to say on it. I don't know. It's one of those areas in, in, in our faith that it's really important to know. But the main thing is what you can't miss is that we have no idea what tomorrow holds. Zero opportunity to get any of it back. So feel free to live today like it was the last day you're ever going to live. Treat Love somebody it. like Love they it. matter. Don't worry about when the skies are going to part and when the, the locusts are going to peck out your eyes. I don't no. know if locusts have beasts, <laughs> have, have, have beaks. Um, if you want to study eschatology, go for your life. But my thing is, why, why do that when you can just write today? What can you do today to change your life, to make somebody else's life better? I'm busy doing that to worry about, you know, when the end of days are. But these are these are some rough ones. But you can't tell me they were worse than the Holocaust. Absolutely, you can't not. tell a, a a black person in our country that was was still in slavery, and there are still people who are in their hundreds that didn't just talk about this; they lived this. You can't tell somebody who's had their whole family, you know, raped yeah, and pillaged yeah, and murdered, yeah. um, that that wasn't the end days. So I always tell younger people, like, chill out. There, there have been bad times before. 
what what are uh, what two cities are Sodom and Gomorrah on the map? That's <laughs> so funny. All, Is LA all, one of all them? Sin- I, I I love LA. <laughs> I love New York. I love Vegas. That's the thing. Like <laughs> we put we put heavier penalties on sin when God doesn't. So we look at Vegas, strippers, drugs, like this life. Well, it's just as sinful to be in your little North Dakota home being super proud. Yeah, and being yeah, super yeah. judgmental. These sins aren't different. The consequences are different, but God doesn't see Vegas and go, that's bad. And then look at, uh, we're Vineyard and Vines, Connecticut, whatever. <laughs> Nantucket, whatever. Nantucket. <laughs> and, and these people are less sinful because their sins aren't as abrasive as some. Or so apparent. I think yeah. every, every place has the potential to be a Sodom and Gomorrah. Every single place does. Can you, uh, this is a two-part question. One, what do you think of people? And this is Logan will like this. I, I talked to some Christians, or uh, fuck the air quotes, just Christians that <laughs> say I believe uh, in Christ because I'd rather be wrong about it and die than to, or I'd rather be right, or what? Yeah, I'd rather be wrong about it than die than to be right in my beliefs of not believing in Christianity okay. and die and not go to heaven. It's so called like, hedging well, your bets. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it, what are your no, thoughts on hedging your bets? It, it, it's interesting logic. It, it, so the logic goes like this: like if if I spend my whole life following Jesus Christ and do everything He says, and it comes to the end of the line and I'm wrong, I will have spent my whole life loving my enemies, giving out of everything I have, hope, building my life as a bridge for others, reaching the marginalized, yeah. fighting for the needy, putting myself second. So if that logic says that this could be untrue, those people are saying, I still lived a better life than you. Uh, so if you, pick, if you pick that wild whatever over there where you were God and everybody was you know, supposed to be your footstool yeah. and you were better than everybody, well, when you get to the end of the line— your wrong was wrong. A hundred percent. Right. So if that, that baseline logic is if I'm wrong, um, man, I, I really, you're still sac- right. Sacrificially <laughs> chose a life that, that honors all of humanity. Yeah. It's like, what a bummer. Yeah. I find that really interesting. I think that kind of ties back into a question that I don't know if we answered earlier that Logan had, which is kind of about people believing in the Bible, this whole thing that was laid out, um, you know, and written down and your thing was more. So why would you, factor into that when you could go out and make your own decisions and think about things and live your own life. Do you see the, the Bible as a, a, as a codex, right? A book that is a technology as a foundation for human living or more so, uh, I, not more so anything, but it, can you kind of talk about that? Yeah. Great question. So there's a lot of views on it. Um, I, I try, I try to look at the Bible like a letter. Mm-hmm. Some, some would say it's a love letter from God to you from Genesis to revelation. And that opened up my eyes. Cause if you look at the Bible, like a textbook, or like a morality compass mm-hmm. or like a religious tool, it loses its power because mm-hmm. it's not never supposed to be that. It's supposed to be a living revelation. So for me, I look at the Bible as a lot of things. It's God's word. I believe it, it's, it's something that can shape your whole being. I believe it, it's how we know from right from wrong uh-huh. because sometimes we're, we're, our feelings will lie to us. Because um, it has a lot of answers, right? For when people absolutely. come to you and they have questions and you don't yeah. say from your own personal thing, but you give them you know, where it's written down, what right. would God say about this? And the Bible's like a weapon. I mean, there's a mm. lot of people who use guns wrong. It yeah. doesn't mean guns are bad. Mm. There's a lot of people who have used the Bible to hurt people and to um, use it as a weapon of mass destruction. And our goal is to get it back to what it should be. You know, you yeah. check this out. It can be a textbook if you want it to be. It can be something you put on your nightstand mm. that you put your Jack Daniels on top of. Yeah. Um, or it can be something where you start trying to hear 
from something that you're reading. And that, that to me is when it gets a little bit uh, interesting. Can so, I ask some fun questions? I mean, I thought I was a ball of fun the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry, sorry, sorry. These, these, are, these are just fun uh, to me because, again, I, sometimes I get confused. I don't understand. All right. Uh, are there any religions that you that you think are just straight up silly? <laughs> you know, get me in trouble. Uh, no, I, I, I like, like Scientology. You're not like, hey. Yeah, well, yeah. the moment someone a Christian says Scientology is crazy, I always say, do you know what you believe? Okay, you, you believe in a virgin birth. You believe a guy walked on water. Party in the sea. You, you believe that this guy healed lepers. Yeah. You believe he raised the dead. So before you judge a Scientologist, make sure you check your own crazy beliefs. So yeah. no, because it, the same measure of judgment I use for them, I got two pointing back at me. So I don't think anybody's religion's silly. I might not get it, but I'd like to hear why you you worship you know dogs and have crystals in your house. I want to know. Yeah. Would you be willing to say, hey, after they told you if they had a silly answer, yo, that your dog worshiping and crystal worshiping is silly? Or would you? If I knew them well enough. No, no, no. If I knew them well enough. Like you'll just let them go do their thing? Most of the time I'm ready to learn. Okay. Um, but it, it, there are times where I will say, hey, man, you're, you're, you're crazy. This, yeah. is, this, is, this, <laughs> this makes no sense logically as long as you know that. So, yeah, there are times when. Have you yeah. seen Book of Mormon? Uh, the the play? Mm-hmm. No, you should watch it. Okay, it's great. It's have you seen Hamilton? It's his favorite. Uh, no, I have to see it. I have to see it. I was gonna take a uh, never mind. Is it as hard <laughs> still to see that show? Is it? Is it? What's going on on Broadway? Is it? Is there no shut sh- down? Shut down, right? Yeah, New York. Uh, any weird conspiracy theorists out there who think that COVID's not real? Please come to New York. York I had the, I had it. We've 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 done Zoom funerals. You know, yeah. we, we you've, lost. You've had COVID nineteen. First week, Whoa. it all went down. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's that, right. that I brought my like, own microphone. That was dangerous. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You don't know where that. No. Now I have the an- antibodies, but we we got through it first. That's why everywhere in the country is spiking right now, except for New York. It's because everybody had it. <laughs> it's not oh, because God. we did. New York. I, I'd absolutely. love to get some of those antibodies swatted. Yeah, but um, yes, that's that's my, my second second question. And like I I just asked this because. Okay, just to give you a sense of the type of person I am, I'm so uh, overly logical. Mm-hmm. Like I run my lo- life with a lot of logic and rational thought, I'd mm-hmm. like to think. Um, for example, like when I was going through puberty and I didn't understand like how a boy could make this magic potion that could create a baby, but also like pee comes out of the same hole. I was like, <laughs> mom, what happens if you like going to make this, th- this, uh, this ejaculate, this sperm and you pee at the same time. Like that's, it didn't make sense to me. I just don't get it. My question now is, <laughs> it didn't make sense to me. It okay, doesn't make fucking uh, sense. Fair call. It still doesn't make sense. My I'm mom 41. Said, my mom had a great answer, by the way. Shut up, Pam. She said, honey, I think one reaction, uh, one sensation overrides the other. She was right. <laughs> Shout <laughs> but, out to but, Pam. But again, I was 12. I was like, this is, like, is going to hurt immensely if I have to pee in this thing. This is happening. Anyways, this question is kind of like that. <laughs> but in, but in, in, a, in, a, in a real like tactical, like this might not make any sense, but if you really think about it, it fucking does. Zero. The year. Zero. That was the, that was the foundation of Christianity, cor- Correct. It helped me. Well, I mean, technically, the foundation of Christianity was we, negative thirty-two. I, it's a tough one to answer because we believe God is the founder of Christianity because Jesus was God. So it's like a very big um, ball of a cocktail. It's a whole different zero. It's not zero yeah. in between BC and eighty. But but, but, the, but the back. but the pillars of Christianity. And and the Ten Commandments, the Bible around that time, even I, well, I don't, we well have to Ten Commandments it, is way up here in the Old Testament. Okay, right. Do we, then, what year was that? Well, 
I mean, there, there's if we start going with what year do you think it was? What ads are you talking about? Or, or what's the end of the line here? And maybe I can what's, get there what's quicker. What's the end of my question? Okay, yeah. my question is this. Before the pillars of Christianity and religion, the rights and wrongs, the sins were, were noted and, and set in stone, quite literally. Uh, <laughs> nice. A Bible pun. How, how, how were humans operating? Were they just like the cavemen, for example? Mm. Homo sapiens. Just going around being fuck asses, not knowing what's right. Some go to heaven, some go to hell. You cross your fingers. You maybe do this. You maybe do that. Like it. Were they although, although, although God created the universe, yep. he didn't play a role in the first 10,000 years of humanity? Yeah, so, so if you go to Adam and Eve, which is really an interesting place to go before you go anywhere else, um, what, what was God's picture of humanity? And you see it in Adam and Eve. They live without shame. They live without fear. They live without contention. Um, God literally gave them the right to name everything. And, and then when sin entered the picture, the first thing they did was put on stuff to cover themselves up. This is the introduction of shame and guilt and what sin can do to a soul. So when it comes to what people were doing, I, I think it, it, I look at it with, with this time in, in the Garden of Eden where Adam and Eve were living in this beautiful picture of what, you know, the world humanity could be if God was, you know, who we think he is for many. Um, and then sin happens. And now the trickle effect is where we sit right now. That's how simple I keep it. So I don't know what the cavemen were doing. I don't know what dinosaurs had wings. I don't know if people have always been um, jealous or angry, but I do know the original picture was one without shame and without guilt and without fear. And, and that's why. But that doesn't raise a red flag at all. What? What? Like the fact that, again, like the first 10,000 years of humanity, Homo sapiens, there, there was no direction. There was no religion. One, there of were my, no pillars of guidance. one of my theories on this is that it's the advent of conscious awareness of like human reflection, understanding, I think, therefore I am. You know, yeah. we, we recognize that, okay, this thing I'm doing is bad, right? When deer in the wilderness walk around, they eat, they pee, they poop, and they have babies. Yeah. That's their living, but they're not consciously aware that. Maybe they the stud bull shouldn't be walking around sleeping with all the little does in the in the club. <laughs> Mad I don't know. does, yeah, no, but, does. Mad does. but is is uh, one of my theories is that Jesus was kind of this first uh, real conscious uprising, uh, a mega uh, upheaval of conscious awareness of what makes a human being. Uh, able to recognize what it takes to live a better life. So, so it was Martin Luther King. Sure, but there's there's people throughout all of antiquity that have had elevated abilities to think and have awareness and sure. understanding of what is happening because not everyone's smart. Cavemen, they probably didn't know very much, right? Yeah. They knew make fire, kill the animals, yeah. make babies, yeah. stay warm. Um, but eventually over time, they started to learn things and have an yeah. understanding of who they are, is this right, is this wrong, um, and where to go from there. Well, also, too, like, it, it, discounting the caveman's ability to uh, follow God is simply based on the belief that Jesus as a vehicle for God was the start point. And I, and I don't think that you're saying that that's not the case. I mean, God existed since the beginning, and, sure, how he, yeah. and how he manifested himself prior to Jesus Christ yeah. as a vehicle could have been – Multiple different formats could have been epitaphs on on, on caves. It could have yeah. been Adam and Eve's children passing the word on of what they saw in the Garden of Eden. I mean, 
you know, Jesus as a vehicle exists was was and, and completing the trilogy as we know it, it has a very set time time frame. But before that, I'm sure there was something. So, you know, or there could have been. I don't know. Yeah, there I mean, are people who try to dumb down Christianity. So the Bible says God created the earth in seven days. There's different theories of what those days represented, how many years, years but yeah. my why our faith sometimes, why I think it'd be helpful to, if you want to stay there and, and, and get into that kind of minutia and it's important, can be important, or we can go here to what we know for sure and work our way back. And let's talk about your thought life. Let's talk about that. But, right, right, hold on. And then kind of sometimes work your way back to some of these you know, facts and some of these errors and some of these theologies that can often trip people up as well. So I'm all for it. I just think sometimes it's like people want to talk. Like one time a guy was like, Carl, I will not be a Christian unless you can prove to me that dinosaurs are real. I'm like, okay, well, do you want to talk about the the trial that you're in right now? And, and what happens if the judge says you're yeah. guilty and what it, the point working, was, working on things that you can't. We got a fire to. in our lap right now, and you want to talk about that star? Why? Why? Why do you want to know if the dinosaur? Why is dinosaur why don't you just bring him to the museum? What's that? Why did he? Why did I'm just curious? Why did dinosaur equal Christianity? Why does? Why? Because that's often what people will come to me with first. They'll just because they they think the that we don't think about that, we don't care about that. So he um, thought dinosaurs were fake. He was. He, he thought that all Christians did. Right, he so, thought that all Christians thought that dinosaurs didn't exist. Right, so oh. someone, everyone has one of those red herring questions where, like, if you can tell God to move that rock, I will come to church. <laughs> and it's like, bro, it's not going to happen. Like, you know, he's moved a couple of rocks before. And you, you should give care. it a shot. Yeah. You should give it a shot next time, and just and just hope that it will happen. <laughs> Be like, oh yeah, you want to see that happen, and just point at it, and maybe, dude. Yeah. Maybe the rock just taught y'all. I've tried. Itself. I've tried. I'll oh, try. Yeah, I'll try later. <laughs> he, one time he's like, yeah, yeah, I got you, bet. <laughs> the Christian party <laughs> trick. All right. Who wants to see something cool? It's like, yeah. I think uh I think the minutiae is important. Hugely. You're a science person. I uh, yeah. I yeah, think I think unfortunately I think the minutia is everything. I think the language is everything. That's why like I don't know how after I am to to work backwards because mm. working backwards would, would mean that you're starting. You have to. But yeah. you, don't, you don't have to. No, no. I just but think everybody's that, soul is different. So you, you're a you're a intellect, highly intellectual thinker. Um, you're a processor. You yeah. would have a hesitancy to jump into something that you didn't fully um, have confidence in. There, there's there's room for that in this faith. Like my the girlfriend fact, would tell you that is so true with this relationship. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yeah, there might be some other. Uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I feel, faith, I feel faith like is just part of the story. That the, well, I was I was gonna say too. Like people discount what faith means to faith faith is what exists in between our ability to prove something without a shadow of a doubt and what we're trying to prove faith is that gap and Mm -hmm. so for someone who is someone who is a a very intellectually and very scientifically driven that jump from that cliff is not easy it's not it's not easy for anyone and that that gap is filled with personal experience with with miracle with with being saved from things that that you right. should not have been saved from. <laughs> right. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so like for me, that is what fills this gap. Yo, you died on that operating table 10 fucking times. You right. OD'd a hundred fucking times. You should not be here right. talking on this show. That fills my gap. I walk my gap. I walk over. Preach. This is me. Doo, doo, yeah. doo. I'm here, dude. You got me. You yeah. got me. But well, it's not that it's not, it doesn't work the same also, way for everybody. Also, pe- the fun Christian fact, like, so there are some people who will look down on others with doubt. Jesus no. didn't do that. So right. if you look at his disciples, he picked every he picked so many different personalities. But some of his disciples still didn't believe Jesus was who he said he was until he came back and allowed them to look at the ha- the, the the hole in his hand. 
So if there's anybody who feels like you doubt, it makes you less spiritual. You got Peter who was so filled with faith, he's jumping in the water before he's asked to. And then you got Thomas who didn't even believe Jesus was who he said he was. And Jesus did not look at him with a finger of judgment. He let him see it, even though he had walked with Jesus. If there's one dude who should have known that it was real, it was that guy. Hmm. But that's the grace of our God. Like it's still, that's still the, the, the sermon we're preaching right now. There is no God in heaven shaking his fist. You know, that it, Jesus changed all that. There's a God that has an open hand and that's, that, that can change a life. I'm always so fascinated by these conversations. I, I, I love having them. I love learning. I'm 25 and will, uh, I'm interested to see what, what happens with my, with my faith. Me too. And, and, and by the way, I, I, um, I'm so willing and open to explore and I'd love to come, Obviously, come yeah. to, to a session or, or what is it? What, what I call it? Church. Sermon. Come to well, a church. I mean, we could call it a session, yeah. um, a mass, we can call it whatever mass. you want. No, we're going to have some cool combos because you, you carry a lot of weight. God's obviously gifted you with the influence that you didn't ask for. Like you didn't wake up and become who you guys are. I think sometimes there's that. And then there's, you know, God's grace that hits something. How else? There's so many people trying to do this. What makes y'all different? What put you on? Who fucking knows? <laughs> somebody charisma. does. Andre would say the charisma gene. So, somebody does. But who, who that, that charisma comes with a responsibility. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. you guys are already so conscious of that, especially now uh, more than ever, that, you know, the people that you guys. And that's why you, you set up programs to get to know people who follow you better. Yeah. Not everybody cares about that. Yeah. And you genuinely do. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what God does with y'all. Be praying for this platform and, and, and what he's doing with your life is special. Yep. Yep, yep. All right, cool. Bro, Carl, thank you for coming on. For real. Man, it's a pleasure. Yep, very interesting, very fascinating. You guys can follow him on Instagram at Carl Lentz, correct? Yeah. All right, cool, cool, cool. Keep exploring, guys. Keep asking questions. Hope you enjoyed this podcast. As usual, uh, we're signing off again. For a little bit. Yeah, yeah for yeah, a week or a so. a week break or yeah. so. We'll see you back at episode, I think it's 199. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow. Yay. Closing in. All right, thank you guys for watching. Pulse of the Number One Podcast of the World. Hit that subscribe button. Peace. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.